folks, welcome to another steaming hot edition of Seishura, Ugh. the Music Explorers Ew. podcast. As always, I'm Scoot Magoot. I'm Elaine. And uh, it's much less, our topic of the day is much less sexy than that intro might lead you to believe. Uh, we are doing some uh, musical hot takes, um, which is something we have done in the past i think we, we unpopular opinions hot takes whatever whatever floats your yeah. boat uh, or sinks it in this case um <laughs> uh i actually i tried my because i think in the past we, we both compiled like we each you know listened to a last episode to make sure we didn't repeat ourselves uh we're, we're professional from time to time you know we we, we, yeah. we do our due I, diligence it was pretty um, funny to listen back it to, was like i usually i i rarely listen back to our old episodes yeah so that this was uh it was interesting. It, it was it was interesting to see the time when I actually like knew what I was talking about before I went in to something. <laughs> no, well, and it was also because some some of the uh, hot you know some of the the takes we still I still hold today. We we bring up from yeah. time to time. Uh, other ones, uh, I I mean you you so, so you love the Beastie Boys now? No, I just yeah. I, I <laughs> other ones that I don't I don't know if I care as much now about them you of know, course i should have jotted down that um, is uh you bring up a very good thing is that like that was the difficult like i had a difficult time um getting like coming up with some um popular opinions because i've just like like it, it's not that none of the ones i had beforehand uh don't matter to me it's just i i, I just don't really care whether you know the rest of the world agrees with me or not like mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter to me and so you know it's just like to get like steamed up over something i don't know it was just i i found it difficult Mm. i guess (laughs) yeah i i i I mean i had plenty of thoughts uh but it it really is an art like it it, it, you just you mean you don't want to just say like oh this band's like this band sucks or like this sinks like you really want to have and that was kind of where i whittled it down like i had a bunch of ideas we could talk about but i feel like a true hot take like when you hear a good hot take it like hits you especially especially if you disagree with it like it gets you you know and i think that it's become much more of a thing in our culture to like have a hot take but when someone actually brings something interesting to the table like an interesting angle where like at first it pisses you off but then you're like you know what i kind of a kind of agree um yeah so, they, like they, there's a difference between a hot take and a shitty opinion yeah shitty opinion or just trying to be a dick because i think hot takes are uh like you know obviously I'm a big sports fan like i think hot takes are um they contribute to the discourse they make you think a different way about things like a good hot take is actually you know it, it can not, not be destructive, but it can be, you know, kind of negative towards or is oftentimes negative towards someone uh, or something, but it might actually help contribute to the way that you, you think about something. And, of course, mm. there's the flip side where it's a hot take where, you know, everyone's bandwagoning, hating on, you know, thing X, you know, band X or whatever, but then you kind of have a different slant. I think one of my opinions, which I still I still hold, um, is I think Lulu is overhated. Uh, yeah. well, and it's again my my thought process there is a lot more complicated i'm not going to rehash it because i already talked about it but i think again it's i mean to me it was interesting to go through that hop you know that thought process 
Um, I almost said hot process, which actually I think kind of is funny. Um, but on that note, I think we each have about six-ish. So you want me to go first? You want to go first? Yeah, you, you, you go first. Great. Uh, this is something I... There's one that is very album specific like i'm literally going to name drop the album and i'm going to close out with that one the rest of these were triggered by you know specific bands artists whatever but i'm going to start with kind of a, a broader um you know just kind of a broader topic and that is uh i think the double lp will ultimately burst the vinyl bubble um and i think a lot of times it, i mean it, obviously that's related to just the general you know like pressing issues like just supply chain issues i don't think that's the hot take to me i think specifically it's just it feels like more and more albums are like it feels like double lps are kind of the default even if the album you know obviously if, it, if it's long enough to warrant a double lp you kind of you know you, you can't really get around it but i think just as vinyl is as grown into its own subculture and again this is talking about like over several years this is like a brand new thing but i think just having a i feel like you don't feel like you got your money's worth unless you got a full double lp and unless you got a full color package uh personally i have gone away from double lps because i don't love the experience of flipping a record like you know four times uh <laughs> or three, three times whatever the math works out to oh, be. yeah they, flipping it two times each but changing it once yeah exactly yeah. so and just I mean, I think that's specifically going to potentially, but, you know, I'll, I'll be hardline because that's the theme of the episode. I think it will ultimately burst the vinyl bubble. I mean, I you know, it the news about CDs spiking up, uh, you know, in popularity, there's maybe a bevy of reasons that could be, but I think it, just... Adele. <laughs> yeah, Adele, you know, again, it, it, this is not... I can't say this is the only reason, but I think certainly the fact that Double L, like, just, it's not a coincidence that the price of final has gone up even more so than it you know it's even more expensive than it was in the past um and i think partially it's just because you know the standard format for an lp is you know it requires more manufacturing you know you have to press two records and you know the uh colored variants are much more popular you have to you know have the the gatefold you have to have or you know typically you have the gatefold you have to have the packaging and specifically the thing that triggered this thought process in my mind was the Mars Volta box set recently. Because mm. when you look at the actual sticker price, I forget how much it was, uh, but it just, it seemed insanely expensive. And I mean, it, it, it was expensive, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, let me see if I, I can look real quick while I talk about it. Um, but yeah, it was all of their studio records pressed out. Um, yeah, it was about like, you know, 250 uh Oh no, 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 no! It was uh, four seventy nine for all oh. of the records, you know, pressed out, um, um, yeah. which is and it was a really nice packaging, whatever. And still, though, I thought that was you know silly, like that's wicked expensive. But I think on a thread I was, someone commented and said, if you do up the math, you know, most of you know because their their records are so long, most if not all of these are double LPs. So when you actually take a look at it, it's really not priced that you know unreasonably when you just when you approach it from the scope of what records cost nowadays mm. and when he laid out the numbers he he was right like it really was not you know when you group it together like that you know it's almost 500 dollars. that sounds insane 
But when you actually look at if you were to buy, you know, kind of the equivalent number of LPs just independently, you're going to pay about the same amount. And I think that's in my head where this idea started that ultimately, you know, I think a number of things will burst the bubble, you know, the vinyl bubble. But that's a that's a big one. You know, it, it's funny, but one of my uh, one of my popular opinions I put down here was that the vinyl market is an unsustainable bubble. <laughs> uh and yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I can definitely see that being like kind of the death knell. I mean, I feel like it's already there, honestly. I, I think just like we just need to catch up to it almost. Because like, like think about just how like like booked in advance they are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I think it, it, it's super out of control uh, for sure. I, you know, I was hesitant to put that as an unpopular opinion because I don't really know whether like under like strict like you know, economics terms, like whether that would be considered like a bubble economy or not, <laughs> you know, but it's definitely like a trend that, um, you know, is temporary for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, I'm, unfortunately, I mean, so I, to, just to push back at you, like, I, I think that the reason a lot of, you know, um, LPs that could be just like a single uh, get put into a double is more for like quality purposes that like apparently like like, i don't know you would know better than me that i think it's like is it like the farther you get to the edge uh the more the quality uh can kind of waver when it comes to the actual sound see that that's but there are plenty of i mean there are plenty of older lps i own that they they just because the, the music was so long you know like i think i'm thinking of most of my yes records were just the, the yeah. songs are so long and those sound fine to me so i mean i'm, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm not saying that's 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 it's probably technically true but um i feel like yeah i mean yeah. I, I'm, I'm i'm not saying that like yeah i think there's definitely like an exploitation going on um it's it's just that like i i, I don't think that it's like it, it's it, it's definitely not black and white here um, it, although you can get black and white variants on vinyl, so. <laughs> yeah, and and I I think ultimately it, it's it it's kind of a it's very much depends. I mean, this is true of anything in life. You know, there are people who truly just like having the vinyl format. They don't care if it, it's black or colored variants. I know people who, you know, specifically co- you know collect color variants sometimes for the same release like all the options you can have so i think there are a number of things contributing to you know where we are with the state of vinyl but just from my view i think the the prevalence of double lps and what goes into producing them is certainly a large factor yeah i mean i i'm i'm with you i i think it's 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 an issue i i'm really not a fan of it i i, I think that it's it's kind of like the exclusivity of vinyl is definitely like I, I find it to be annoying because you know like I think you know not even like four I don't know, it feels like three or four years ago pretty much any you know album you would normally you'd be able to get uh, physically you could get a CD version of and that's just not the case anymore and it's not even that there's I like I feel like there, there's still a demand for it you know it's just that like vinyl is trendier and so, you know, people want to get that, get on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's, there's just generally a reason why 
vinyl was phased out and i think that 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 speaks to why i personally try to stay away from double lps unless it's an artist i like just because i mean it, it it's a, it's a much less convenient format than even cds and certainly digital music so i think there's some mm. level of you know just the 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 quaintness of it the collectability of it um you know it, it, yeah it's uh i don't know i'm interested in how it's going to roll out because i think when the price point keeps rising like you know it'll get to a point where you know where where people will probably stop paying for it yeah but i i feel like we're not even close to that <laughs> just, just just considering that like mars the shit you know that, that that anybody would pay any amount of money to get nocturnicate <laughs> well know? yeah i think you know there's this something to be said about you have your preferred format that's how you collect music but I and mean, ultimately the most important thing should be to own the album and if, if you know if you have if there are cheaper options to own something which obviously there are um people are gonna shy away from spending uh i don't know i mean when i go to newbury like brand new records i haven't i think i pre-ordered the new father john misty record just because you know obviously he's one of my favorite artists lauren and i both love him um and that was I think 30 something bucks. And if you bought the deluxe version, it was even more than that. You know, it's not something I do often. I can't imagine if like the old, my only means of collecting new music, which is something I, or music in general, which is obviously something that's important to me, cost me like 25, 30 plus dollars per record. Like that's insane. Mm. That, that's if, if you spend your, you know, your cards, right. You could get like five CDs for like 25 bucks or 30 bucks. You know, if you buy like new CDs and you're just, uh, um, go for the cheapies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it, it's it's you know, it's pros and cons. You know, is it cool to have a record collection versus is it cool to have a good collection? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I. Yeah. I, it's. I. I. I'll definitely like. The whole vinyl thing is is um. It's bittersweet. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's cool to see people like kind of moving away from streaming services in some ways, mm-hmm. and like you know, back to more like more physical formats. But it's like at the same time, it, it, like it, it just feels um, there, there's kind of like an exploitative um, tinge to it all on on the on the half of like you know, sort of the artists and like the labels that are trying to sell all of this stuff. Not to mention just, you know, plants that can't keep up, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, the people who work those things, and it's like, you poor bastards. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that was my kind of unpopular opinion, too. Uh, further down my list was, you know, just, like I said, that I think that the vinyl market is just kind of a bubble, and it's going to Oh, pop. interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, but that, that's, yeah. So I don't, I don't really have more to add there i don't know if you want to go to yours or if you want me to kind of shoot out another like of mine or no just i mean i would love for you to go next but just the last thought here i wonder how many labels really kind of like fucking hate doing vinyl but they feel like they have to just because that's where their audience is like i know zadik really doesn't (laughs) i was gonna say yeah like they they just they're like you know we we don't care if it's a trend we don't we don't want to deal with it and i'm sure there's i'm sure there are labels who you know are just like man i would really love to not 
<laughs> I mean, I, would really I, I bet you them. a lot of those people who are not are like tape labels because they're just like, man, tape is tape is the best still. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I mean, I it's, like it's I definitely the cheapest for sure. Yeah, that's a. Oof. I, yeah, I, I could have a whole tangent a about about tapes, but that's okay. We can we can move on. I would love to hear uh, one of your uh, one of your hot takes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I guess I'll start off with sort of the heavy hitter, kind of the big doozy mm-hmm. um, of this entire one. Um, and I I guess I don't really know. I don't really have any other way to like it, it's it's kind of a mouthful. So I'm just gonna call it the uh, I call it the new music game. Um. It, basically, it's it's like sort of. I, I mean, we talk about it every year at you know, the end of the year. It's just. You know, it feels like every year music nerds are kind of in like this this rat race in a way to kind of listen to as much as possible of like mm. new music and kind of assimilate it all into some sort of yearly identity that they, you know, then put on social media or what have you or, you know, make a podcast about, or, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I, I just honestly, I, I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. Like it is like I I'm really getting burnt out on it. Like you know, year after year, I keep telling myself like, oh, I'm gonna like, you know, I I'll, I'll do better this year. I'll actually listen to new stuff and pay attention more. And I just don't. And you know, I I've been trying way harder this year, and I just hate it. I hate it so much because I feel like I can't listen to like the stuff that I already have because I'm too busy trying to keep up to date. And it's like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Like. At the end of the day, it it, it, it just like it, it just feels so ephemeral and like just fleeting, and uh, like I, I think my my biggest thing is just that like it there, there's a kind of shallowness about it, like it doesn't really feel like you're sort of making a relationship with with the music as much as you are like oh this is this is my list, you know, not not to not to say that that's you know true for everybody. It's just that, like, like I, I think there are some people who are like, you know, like, like I'll notice that like there are people who will like try to listen to like every single album that gets released on Rate Your Music, or at mm-hmm. least like whatever's like in like the top, you know, five hundred or whatever yeah. on there, even if it's like complete garbage, like the, they'll still rate it and they'll review it, and it just it just feels like it 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 it's just kind of like this game that everybody's playing for no real reason, except to just kind of show off at the end of the year to be able to kind of like preen. You know, and like kind of peacock around. Um, I, I I just like I really don't like it anymore. Like I I'm really sick of it, and it, it it just it just repeats every year without end because you know time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into yeah. the future. You know, and, and I mean I like it isn't that I'm, I I it, it isn't that I don't like new music. It's just like. I, I, I just get so tired of, of having to, you know, keep trying to chase whatever, you know, is new rather than figure out, like, what I already have and sort of listen to that more, you know? Like, I, I've been waiting for, like, weeks now to be able to just, like, listen to, like, to actually go to my record collection and, like, actually, like, pick from it, you know? Be, because I just get so caught up with, like, oh, you know, me, me, you know, some of this is on me. Like, you know, sometimes I'll buy some new stuff and I'm trying to listen through that or, you know, I'm just trying to get through, you know, some new stuff that came out. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just want to be able to just chill with what I already have. It's, I don't know. I, 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 it's just, I, I think that, like, like, 
there's a kind of like you you want to feel like you're in the know like it, it's like a fear of missing out kind of you know that that kind of or at least i i think keeps me maybe in into it still but i i just i don't know i just don't care like I, i'm i'm just really not caring much anymore uh that being said i still have a huge release calendar <laughs> and i don't know why <laughs> i'm i'm bothering with it so <laughs> there you go <laughs> No, but, but I think, and I've expressed this opinion too, um, I, I just feel like quantity over quality is, is so much, I mean, I, I guess, what ultimately are you, are you gaining from, you know, quote unquote, collecting as many, because that's kind of how I view this, I wanted to listen to as many new releases as possible, so I could tell mm. people, hey, I listened to over 500 new releases this year, but the, I mean... They, like 80, how many do you actually remember yeah, 80 90 percent right? if i'm being totally honest uh i mean i would say like probably 75 percent i you know wouldn't even remember it came out but then of that last 25 percent, how many of those you know it's e- even smaller still do i you know think about down the road do i actually add to my collection and just like whenever you you add those filters on it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller so yeah i think it's um Especially when you look at, and I can't, I mean, I guess I could go back to my, my Daft Punk example I usually do, but with Discovery, how, you know, Pitchfork, it went from a Frankenstein monster to, of like House and Disco, whatever, to the third best album of the decade. But like every year, or, or specifically when you look at their album of the year lists and, you know, any specific publications album of the decade list, I mean, our opinions change. Yeah. We also frequently, just because it's impossible to listen to all the music that comes out every year, even the, you know, oh, this is, the, you know, this is, this is having its day in the discourse. Like, you know, I had that feeling too, where like, I should listen to it just so I can like stay current and like be in the know. Like even those releases, like down the line, I remember uh, uh, Slow Tie was a great example where mm. you know, obviously not so much that this recent release we reviewed that and gave it kind of a lukewarm review, but his first release, I listened to it early the following year uh, after it came out. And I was like, damn, like this probably would have been one of my favorite releases last year. You know, so, so it goes, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's how I mean, it happens. I, you bring up a good point that I, I forgot to even mention is, is sort of the part of, you know, sort of the, how the industry it has shifted to revolve around this like and just sort of the fruitlessness of that that like you know so many artists are aimed to like kind of land their album in like september or october now uh you know so they can get somewhere on like you know a best of list you know in in how like you know every music blog like has a best of and it's like their most viewed you know thing of like the year usually i i know like i've looked at our stats and like that's usually the case for for our episodes as well um and it's just like it, it feels like it, it, it's it's almost like it, it's 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 like a rat race within the rat race of capitalism mm. like it, it's it's like you know it, in, inception you know it's 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 inception but capitalism and it's it, it just gets so tiring and there's just like this this fruitlessness of it you know to me because like even though you can you can have a lot of fun with it you know at the end of the day it feel it it, it it's not like it almost feels like it's not like you're listening it's like not your life almost in 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 some ways and maybe i'm being like over dramatic about it but like i don't for me like i like 
I have, I don't know, close to 1,050 albums uh, on my shelf. And uh, I, you know, I would love to spend more time with those, you know, as opposed to just trying to figure out, like, oh, you know, what, you know, like, I don't know, fucking, uh, you know, Willow Tip is putting out, you know, or like, you know, and it's like nothing against Willow Tip. I think they're an awesome label. It's just like, I don't know, like, like, like I, I get emails every day from Bandcamp about like, oh, this person announced this thing and this person announced this thing. And I'm just like, I, I I'm, I'm just at my wits end now, now because I, I, I just, I just can't stand it. You know, I, I just like, I don't want to consume music in this way. And th- this is actually like, you know, we've, we've discussed the possibility of trying to do like a, um, an experiment by like not using streaming services for like some amount of time. And like, that's kind of what got me thinking about it but was kind of like this, like constant, like, oh, you got to listen to this and you got to listen to this. And like, you know, it, it's not even like fatigue because like, it's not that I don't want to listen to music. It's that I don't want to listen to some random music that is kind of like a coin flip to me. Like, I, you know, like I, I'd rather listen to what I already have. And like, you know, if I want something new, like I'll go to, you know, a record store or something, you know, and I'll just buy it, you know, and, you know, like as, as helpful as streaming services have been, you know, they just, I don't know, like, some, I, I just don't know if they're the end-all be-all in some ways for me. Uh, like, it, it, it's cool to be able to, like, oh, listen to this to see if you like it before you buy it. But I think there's, there's kind of a pleasure in buying something, not knowing what it's really about, and then being pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it was, it's someone in my, my circles who, they you know, he shared his, his kind of, album of the year of the tracker sheet and he literally i don't know if he went back after the fact or it was while he was listening he would give like like a a detailed grade for every album he listened to and he listened to like hundreds of albums a year and i'm like i would just so much rather spend that time you know to your point you know listening to music i already know i like and and you know want to listen to i've i've actually bought it for my collection or you know spending that time uh you know, like like my favorite albums of the year I last year I listened to Promises multiple times over you know I listened to you know Black Country New Road you know for the first time I listened to that many times like my top albums of the year you know Magdalena Bay like I listened to those more I spent more time with my top albums than I have in the past uh, which I think is kind of kind of the point right like if it's your album of the year it's like a snapshot in time you want to have a you know kind of a good you know you want to have a good experience like it's better to have like a really nice deep experience and build that you know not to sound too romantic not to romanticize it too much but you want to build that relationship with a small group of albums than just to spread yourself super thin yeah um like i mean so not not to keep you know like i i think just in in you know, in 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 light of time, you know, I'll I'll sort of be moving on. But I, I just have two points. I think one is that I you know there's um, I was reading something that the people are calling like a like a de- a death year, you know D E P T H or yeah and um, you know so like you know I, I think they were talking about books, but like you know the idea is like you know instead of buying new books and trying to read new books, how about you read the ones that are already on your shelf, mm-hmm. you know. 
and like kind of get to know those more and like i i like that idea and like i'm not i i think it's a good idea to keep expanding your horizons but i also think it's it's a good idea to look at what you already have as well uh, but i think consequently like i found that you know uh in previous years you know i i i actually remember a lot of my favorite albums of the years from before i i started considering like like really kind of heading into this like in the way that i am now like you know i remember like i think it was 2015's album of the year like i i remember a bunch of those because like i was really like i actually like listened to those you know like i think one of them was uh like the new like florence the machines how big how blue how beautiful like you know, or like um, the weekend's beauty behind the madness, or you know, like there are a couple of like these albums that are like, you know, I really loved, you know, and it, it and I didn't really come across them because I was, you know, you know, like digging for them. You know, I wasn't going to rate your music every day, and I wasn't like doing all these all these things. Like it was more like I became aware of it. You know, I, I just kind of stumbled upon it. Like, and the, the, there's kind of like a. Um, there's a nice thing about that, about like not having to try too much to to get to something you really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And when I think back to, you know, recently I felt like, um, you know, I, re I really haven't had as many, like I've, I, I, I've kind of felt, you know, myself being spread thin just in thinking back to my favorite albums every year where I have a lot of albums I enjoy i i like you know like a lot you know I, I didn't just put on my list for the shits and giggles but i don't i don't have as much of a connection with it as in years past i mean specifically 2015 you know father john misty i love you honey bear um the epic kamasi washington um uh, i think 2014 was uh you know run the jewels 2 um you know, obviously the the year that Black Star came out, which I believe was twenty thirteen. Uh, I'm getting my dates a little mixed up. Uh, twenty fifteen, yeah, sixteen, but even. In any case, I remember those, and then it was you know, Chance the Rapper, like the you know, Coloring Book. Like I I remember like specific um, grouping of albums because you know that was specifically you know, uh, it was a great year for new music, and, and I spent a lot of time with those releases. And of course, you know, I listen to a lot of new music in general. You know, it's not like those are the only albums I included on my list, but I, uh, you know, I, I just felt like I feel in general, I feel like spending more time with fewer albums ultimately, like that's just going to mean more down the road versus just spreading yourself thin. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think that that's why ultimately like every I, I didn't do it this year, but every year, you know, I had a habit of like my favorite albums of the month and it just felt like I was picking basically just picking these are the albums i listened to they weren't even my favorites it's just i was trying to flesh out a list and it's just it's kind of like you know what is this even who is this even for yeah. like i'm not even because yeah. like in a way so, i'm like recommending these albums that you know I, I maybe have listened to once and don't really enjoy that much i just thought were you know yeah i i i don't think that like the search for new music is is a bad one you know i think it's more like i i think the issue here is more just this like it feels like a race it feels like a contest in a way you know it, it's kind of that we give ourselves a year and it's like it, it like it feels like you know if, if you discover like you were saying like slow tie you know like it, it, it there's kind of like a loss of magic in a way if you discover something like the year after 
and you realize it's amazing, but you didn't have time to talk about it last year. Like it, it, it you know, it doesn't have the same feeling. And it's like, why should that even matter? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I, we, we shouldn't have to put a, uh, like a, a time, you know, limit on these sort of things. Like, you know, art isn't, you know, something that like you just, you know, it, it, it isn't a contest. It isn't like a, like a peacocking thing. It's like, I mean, it, maybe it is to some people, but to me, it's like, it's a personal thing, you know? And it's, it's something that, you know, gives like our lives, you know, death and meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just feels like in the name of, I don't know, like popularity, money, I don't know, but like, but we're, we're, we're just kind of like, you know, kind of feeling okay with rushing it. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was kind of the, I mean, I guess maybe it's a good place to wrap up, but that was something yeah. that I noticed is uh, I felt like I was competing with, you know, the, the, the friend I mentioned and other people um, that were, you know, listening to a ton of releases. And I was like, oh, like I, I, I want to get up there. And then eventually I was just like, but like, why? Like, who, yeah. who's winning? Like who, you know, it's weird. Like you, I mean, it's it's a solo activity, but like somehow you're, um, you know, if you feel like you're competing with other people, and like, well, who, what prize do you get? I mean, ultimately, it's just it's to your own. I mean, not to be too dramatic, but it's to your own detriment. Like if if your if your listening habits are for other people, or just to like boast about how much you've listened to, but they're it's not actually something you've enjoyed. Um, I, I, yeah, I just, I, it just feels like a waste, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But I, anyway, I, I felt like I went on a little bit of a tan, of like a little bit of a rant. No, there. this has so. been some great, uh, great conversation. Um, and I, I don't even know if we're gonna get through all of our hot takes. I think I'll, I'll try to pick, which is good. Like I'm glad that we're at, we have a lot, you know, a lot to, to say about these ideas. Um, I'll, I'll pick. This one, would, I, hopefully this makes sense with my example, but I think saying you appreciate, in quote, you know, you appreciate an album, or kind of saying, oh, like, you know, like I, you know, I appreciate it more than I, like, it's not an everyday, like, the more you add those kind of caveats where you're not openly just admitting you enjoy something, I feel like it, it means deep down, you kind of don't genuinely enjoy it. And it might be surprising <laughs> to you to, to hear my example uh, this this came to my mind about Lingua Ignota, actually. Oh yeah, um, I can see that. I just felt like, and th- there are other examples. I mean, I think another one is uh, maybe this might surprise you too. But it was you mentioned uh, the next a little while back, and that was kind of another example where I, I just felt like I kept saying, you know, I, I do I do appreciate, and I I, I remember you really liking them. Exactly, and I think it just—I I totally appreciated and acknowledged what was going on. I thought that it was executed well, but again, I, it, it was like—it was like I was talking about like a nice—I don't know—like a nice piece of art or, or like something that was well done, but like it just wasn't my my taste, which isn't really true in these cases. The, the you know the type of music and the genres that they play in um, are you know things I like. It's just. Like it was like that that, that, yeah. that specific instance, and, and, and I think kind of point B is that, you know, if I say I appreciate an album but I don't genuinely enjoy it, like, do I just flat out like it? Do I not like it? I don't. I. I mean, I see. I. I. 
I guess, you know, to sort of play devil's advocate, I, I view, you know, saying like you appreciate an album as saying that like you can see what other people are seeing, but you don't necessarily agree with it. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you hate it. It's just like, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a positive neutrality, mm-hmm. as paradoxical as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. I, I think more I'm saying this because it's okay to not like it. It is just yeah. like, I, it almost is subconsciously, I recognize that what Lingua Ignota, and this I genuinely believe, you know, I recognize what she does is, you know, it's, it's, an achievement. I think that she, the music she puts together is well composed. I think there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of mm. power to it. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that. But just from an appear, I mean, ultimately, you know, maybe this is a few different ideas broken into one. You know, under, under this umbrella. But to me, I think I gravitate more towards music that I actually enjoy listening to. And I think by default, that's in some cases. So- you, you so, so you're kind of like going more towards like the um you know like it, it's almost like you have to like it in a way uh like, yeah like, i know, mean it, 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 kind it's like, of like it just it makes yeah. sense i would like it and i think just in general i've somewhat although maybe if i look back at my listening this is you know i would prove myself wrong gravitate a little bit less you know away from um super experimental music i think just the where my taste is right now you know, going to stuff that's a little bit more conventional, so to speak. I don't know. Maybe that's just where I am right now. Maybe it'll change. But I think uh, it was, you know, last year I made a point to, you know, of trying to buy, I, I wanted to buy more new music. Like I would just want to buy like mm. truly new, you know, especially with Bandcamp Fridays. I wanted to like specifically support the artist that way. Again, be a part of my, um, be a part of my own efforts to, to focus more on, a, you know, what we were just talking about, the fewer great releases than just spreading myself thin. And I thought about buying um, whatever her last album was called. Which, All Bitches Die? Or, um, no, the most... Caligula. Uh, it was, there was another one that came out, like the mo- most recent one. Uh, I think, like, Born Center. I don't know. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. So, so you're talking about her newest one. Yeah, not, her newest not the one. one that came out before. And I, would, I had it in my cart multiple times, and then I was just like, I just don't... I don't think I'll listen to it. Like, I just don't, when I, I broke it, you know, I kind of thought about it. I just don't enjoy when it's on. <laughs> Which, yeah. and again, like, that that's an interesting distinction where, you know, you, you for example, putting on, like, harsh noise music. Can you really, I remember when we were listening to Burrisbow on the way back from Keen with yeah. An, Andrew. And he's like, what do you enjoy about this? And I, I think there is, you know, it's not definitive where if you say... You appreciate something, but you don't, you know, maybe don't enjoy it in like a conventional sense. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's different reasons you listen to things. You know, uh, you know, I'm not always in the mood to listen to, um, you know, more like, you know, like when I'm in the mood for an ambient album, it's perfect. Or in this course for any genre, but like other times it's just, it, it's not, it can't grab my attention. But when I'm in the mood for it, it's great. You know, sometimes um, like hip hop, just like the right right moment like the right environment you know get that the, the beat going get the lyrics and other times I'm like you know this is just kind of repetitive I'm not really into it um mm. but I, yeah I, I i think it's a few ideas rolled into one but basically that like maybe, maybe the real hot take is that like it, it's okay not to like the thing which is that's a kind of a kind of a, a simple take but just yeah that's rooted in you know you, you don't have to caveat thing and, and you know 
put caveats and couch things and try to find a way to like fit in with the club. Uh, and maybe to your point, yeah, like feeling you have to like the thing. I wonder how much you know. You knew he was going to come up. Um, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder how much that has impacted. Especially the first time it really occurred to me was with Jesus, and I think I think it started to fade over time. But how much of an artist like a Kanye? So not um, you know, I'm not talking specifically about him only, just so we I don't embarrass myself too much. But how much of that is just people? people being afraid to be the dumb critic or being the dumb person who doesn't quote unquote get the genius of what he's going for. Like, I wonder how much of that comes into play in general where you just, you don't want to be the person, like you don't want to seem, un- be, you know, like I, I, I you, you don't want to be the uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I think of, and I don't want to call anyone out, but I think there was one metal site that reviewed the new blood incantation record. And it, it clearly was just, I don't like the style of music, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with not liking, you know, progressive electronic space ambient, like that kind of world of, of music. But I think they, they tried to play it off. I It felt like they were only reviewing it because it was Blood Incantation and they, they were out of their wheelhouse. And I don't know, I get it that you want to talk about a really relevant metal band, even if they're not making a metal record. But it just felt like they were over their skis. Like I would never... I've definitely warmed up to power metal over the years. I would never review a power metal album. I would basically just show my show my whole ass to the to the world about how, <laughs> how like this is just not something, you know. I have the you know the musical knowledge and and the you know yeah, the ability. I, to... I mean, counterpoint. Do you need the musical knowledge to to enjoy an album? Because I mean, I, I personally don't think you do. But I mean, you know, it's it's definitely not a um, it's not a black and white you know thing. For sure. I just I think it's more like, do you have something to add to the the discord? Like you, I I feel like I, I wouldn't have anything. Like there are power metal albums I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed, but like I don't feel like I have like even albums I've liked. I'm just like, hey, it's it reminds me of Iron Maiden, but flashier. Like I don't think that's like a helpful review to write. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like if we ever reviewed like I don't know, like if Chris Stapleton comes out with another album this year. And you know, like if we reviewed it, like I would, I wouldn't even know where to start because I'm like I've never listened to them. I, I've only listened to like maybe two country albums in my life that I've actually liked. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I, 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 get what you mean. I, it's definitely, it's, it's okay to not like the thing. You know, it's, it, it, it can be difficult though because like you know, there's, there's definitely like a, um, kind of a hive mind in some ways when it comes to like internet music nerdum. It, which is kind of funny because like the internet is all about like you know it's sort of like the like diversity of opinion but it's really not in some places so no because i remember i mean there were very very few i mean i'm only using easy just because at this point i feel like talking about kanye is just just sad like it just it, like yeah. he obviously is not doing well i feel bad shitting on him i, but... I mean he hasn't been doing well for a long time yeah but it's just it, it's but... been especially pronounced recently but it, i think yeah. he's a great example uh, just because of the discourse around him, but I remember—I mean, there were very, very few negative reviews for Yeezus. But I read the comment sections on the ones that were—I mean, I hate to say brave enough, but the ones who were, you know, comfortable enough saying, "Hey, guess what? I—I I, I don't fucking like this. I think it's bad." They got absolutely roasted because they had "quote unquote" yeah, the see, wrong I, opinion. I, I don't get that. Like, you know, like I. I, I, I just, like, I don't think somebody who agrees with the majority deserves praise, and I don't think somebody who, you know, criticizes the majority deserves derision. 
you know because it just doesn't matter in either case like it's it's their own fucking opinion <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's the that's maybe the like the, you know to turn this turn this around you know tie a bow on this is i think it's okay to I, I think you should risk being acute. Like, if you have an opinion to share and, and you have, like, a... You feel like you're... You have something you want to say. I wish more critics were... Were not so concerned about not not looking, quote-unquote, dumb. Or not having the, quote-unquote, you know, incorrect opinion. Or worried about having the correct opinion that they, you know, they don't feel... Because I really genuinely... Like some of the things, I mean, this is what where it, it, it is more pronounced to me is when you read a review and I'm like, you don't believe that. Like I, th- <laughs> I think specifically that was with you when I was reading. I was like, they would quote some of his lyrics as if like, yeah, what about that? And I'd be like, you're an adult. Like, is this, is this oppressing you? Like what? Like what? I, th- I think you know. In magnets, how do they work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, some of the, that was probably better than some of the lyrics on Yeezus. I haven't listened to it for a while, but at least that was funny. Uh, but um, in any case, yeah, that's again. I feel like we've been kind of wrapping a few different opinions into one in this episode, but just kind of yeah. the realization that you don't have to. I mean, it's okay to like acknowledge you don't enjoy something, even if you know the correct opinion in your your circle, or if it's a release that you should like. Uh, I mean, there have been releases that I quote unquote should like that I I don't haven't. Yeah. You know, a lot of metal releases. Yeah. Um, you know, I could think of just because it's like certain circles that people are like, oh, like, you must have liked that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, actually, I would think between the barrier to me is probably the best example, where like they're just a quintessentially beloved band in the kind of the circles that i run in and i just just hasn't worked for me um, it ain't, ain't, ain't your thing yeah exactly and there's yeah. nothing wrong with saying that and i think i think yeah. for for like for a while um that was kind of like i felt afraid to say anything you know to that point but i think over time as even people who like the band have become less impressed with their newer stuff you know there's been more mm. of an avenue for that um but we are running uh Running, running a little long, so yeah. I want to make sure we have a chance to get some more, more I, takes. I in. only have two more, and okay. uh, they're both pretty short. Uh, we could probably go for... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I, I guess mine, I can sum up with just three words. It's just Apple Music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and this is a comment on streaming as a whole, but more just Apple Music as a platform, I think is just awful. Like, it is... It just doesn't work. You know, like that. I, I don't think I've had a week actually where I've used it where it's actually like worked perfectly. Like it, it constantly crashes on me, or I will try to play a song and it just says like you know something like content isn't authorized or what have you. Um, you know, the UI is just terrible. You know, like I feel like I can't like get anywhere with it. Like it's very difficult to actually like use it. And like you know, this here's the thing: is like, you know, Spotify is um, as a corporation are pretty awful, you know. But like, you got to hand it to them that they make an application that actually works, and it works pretty well, <laughs> you know. Like I remember just be so easily just to be able to like, just say, oh, I'm gonna play this next, but not before this song, you know, on 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 Spotify. Whereas with Apple Music, it's like a whole thing. 
You know, you, you can't just play a single song. You need to play like, you know, an album or what have you. It's it's so fucking stupid. And I, I just like, I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate using it. And I, and like, I, you know, I, I, I think with previous episodes, I've tried not to be, um, you know, uh, a complainy pants about it. Uh, you know, about things, you know, and try to stay positive. But like, I just really don't like this is just I mean, I, I don't care how negative this is. Like, I, I just really I think this thing sucks. And I think maybe part of the reason it hurts so much is that like Apple is like such a huge fucking company. And yet they can't seem to make their products work right. <laughs> like it, it just, it astounds me. It is just like, see, like, like I mean, I, you know, I, I could go on a whole Apple rant, but it's like, so you could, you could keep working on your, on your fucking smart car, or you could actually get the products that are already out actually working. <laughs> you know, what do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do, Tim? What do you want to do? <laughs> anyway though i i mean I, all this to say is just like i i just you know it, it, it's a good excuse for me to not use streaming services you know <laughs> in a way so uh, I, anyway i don't i i just i've had such a neutral experience with apple music like i you know i use spotify um when i got my iphone i switched it, to me too yeah, I switched to Apple Music because, I mean, I don't, even, I don't even have a good reason. Just they said, hey, you can, if you sign up for Apple Music, you get three months free. I was like, well, that's a, that's 30 bucks. And I checked the interface and it worked. Both were like, yeah, this, I don't really care either way. So, I mean, it, it works for me. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even, I guess, I don't even disagree with you. I just, I just, it's, I just, it just, I don't know. I feel bad because yeah. I don't, I, I really, yeah. Oh, I, look, I, I, mean, I, I I'm not, I'm, I'm not expecting you to agree or, or, or disagree. I, I just like, this is just like, and it's the weirdest thing because I've seen other people have this, like certain issues when it comes to like things crashing. And, you mm-hmm. know, you would think that, you know, with, um, you know, like maybe it's like, oh, your software isn't up to date or something. And it's like that, that could totally be true, except that I've had uh, th- I have the new iPhone and I've had it since like, I think, November or December. Mm-hmm. And it's been completely up to date since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- th- there should be no reason that it's crashing or anything like that. And I shouldn't be having any of these issues, but I constantly do. Uh, no idea why. It's, it, it, you know, and, and I, I don't know, like, I, I don't feel great complaining about this, I guess, because it feels like a very, like, first world problem sort of thing. Like, you know, oh, my life is so hard, you know, because, because fucking Apple Music doesn't work for me. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, it's such a pathetic thing to complain about. I, I just find it really frustrating, especially when you just want to listen to a song. And it really makes, you know, just popping in a CD all the better for me. Hmm. <laughs> so that that's that's all I have to say. I, I don't really, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I, I only, I feel bad just because we've, we've had such great back and forth on our first, you know, first few outtakes. I really, like, just my opinion on Apple Music, it's the streaming service I have on my phone that I use. That's... Yeah, see, the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's to really be honest, like, like, that's how I feel, like, a lot of the time. But it's just, like, when it, like it's so often it just doesn't work for me so like you know it's, it's just frustrating um yeah. but yeah i mean i totally get like you know i think sometimes you come in with 
an unpopular opinion and you kind of want a back and forth but there really isn't much of a back and forth here and i i totally like i totally understand that so <laughs> no but i you've mentioned this before and it makes a lot of sense that you would mention it in a hot take episode because obviously apple music and app apple's a pretty popular company so criticizing them uh not that it's like it's not uncommon for people to criticize them but um yeah thanks for yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks for sharing that yeah um uh, we're running short on time. There's one, one more serious one, one silly one. I, or not silly, but yeah. Um, I, I I've got one more and two, but yeah. yeah. So let me try to get through this. This and it, it's kind of tied together, but uh, it's kind of under the umbrella of, you know, art, I think artists owe more to their fans than we want to admit, and I think specifically, uh, I think when artists. I think it's better for an artist to kind of like a TV series to like go out on a high note and too quickly than to drag on too long. Like I think, I think artists can legitimately damage their reputation, but in the short term and this occurred, I mean, I think this, we've had a number of, of, of instances of bands where like after a while their output, I mean, we've talked about Opeth a million times. I mean, no, it's, no. it's funny. My album of the week is, is from a band whose output has been, yeah <laughs> no I, I mean and in the long run actually you know what brought this up was uh prince and i think okay. because you know i bought a lot of his older albums and I, you know they're they're all really cheap and there was a very distinct cutoff point where i was i think pretty much right around sign of the times more or less i have to look at the chron- you know chronology but where after a while I'm like, man, nobody fucking talks about these albums. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just and just to think back to, like, if I was a, an avid Prince fan at the time, and then he just released a bunch, or even, uh, um, I guess maybe even Metallica in a way, where they, um, but I think in the, in the long run, I think that's where I landed with Prince is that in the long run it doesn't matter if you release classic albums, people are just gonna ignore it. Uh, you know they're going to ignore the the stretch of mediocre or bad releases like yeah whatever and I think with Metallica fans are pissed off but ultimately they've released you know they've reached a legacy state where like yeah it doesn't really matter um, but I think specifically in terms of modern artists I mean Melvin's is a great example where like it just feels like they honestly feel like the Stephen King of <laughs> like like modern metal band rock bands like I think they they had one album called Bases Loaded. Where they just had like a bunch of different oh, bassists on right. it, and if yeah. it reminded me that that Family Guy cutaway where Stephen King's like the next one's the Attack of the Lamp Monster, and he just picks up the <laughs> lamp on the guy's desk, and he's like, "You're not even trying anymore." And then there's a pause, right. the, and, yeah, and, and the publisher's like, "When when can we expect a draft?" Yeah. Just like, yeah. "All right, whatever." Um... <laughs> yeah, I I I totally I I get what you mean, like. Yeah, I they, they they definitely like I, I I think it's you know it feels like because they they're like they they've never been like a popular enough band to be able to like justify you know uh, putting out an album you know like like I I feel like they're the way they earn their living is different from a lot of other bands um, because I I feel like they just have like this strange place in like sort of the modern like music milieu yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I know what you mean. Like, I, I can't, you know, like, I'm not even that big of a Melvin's fan. And like, I cannot remember of like, like 
an album that people are like, oh yeah, that was fucking great. Like from like the last like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. No, for, for sure. And I think like this doesn't exactly fit, but you know, to kind of make a like demonstrate why I think this matters and why they said in the short term why it matters. You know, there's a there's a lot of music. You just mentioned you know, we think we each have you know thousand plus albums in our collection. Um, finite amount of time, finite amount of attention span, just just you know memory capacity to think of like, oh yeah, I should listen to that artist. Um, I got to tell you, after listening to that you know unearthed Godspeed record, I <laughs> I haven't you know I think I listened to one of their records relatively recently before that. I just in my mind, I just anytime I think of Godspeed, I'm like, ooh, that was, and th- th- that's even a you know they did everything they could to couch that and say like, oh no, this isn't the band, whatever. And like even still, I'm like, ooh, that was a real stinker. But so, why even release it then, right? No, ex- exactly. And I I don't I have no idea why they like released you, it. you you put out an album that like you know a lot of people saw as like a return to form last year, and yet you you released this this year for some reason like maybe i don't know for, for completionists to like you know this you can sell some completionists a bunch of vinyl i don't know exactly i mean so far they haven't pressed it which i i i would yeah they, they should not waste the speaking of uh clogging up the the supply chain no need for that to see the light of day on a physical format but uh, again <laughs> not the end of the world they have plenty of great you know classic post-rock albums like it's you know it's really whatever just move on but yeah that's your. La- that's what I'm talking about. Is that like if your last, you know, last encounter with the band? Not that you'll know, never listen to Godspeed ever again, but like, I just think that there's so much music that I want to listen to or that I, you know I have in my collection. That if, you know, you're, I... if you're an artist that has just a string of mediocre releases, uh, like I mean, I used to listen to old Opeth a lot. You know, I used to listen to Blackwater Park, like you know, you know, relatively frequently in my rotation and i think just i've noticed my the time i spent with opeth has diminished just it, it's nothing more than just uh, they they're not top of mind anymore they've you know they've kind of somewhat lost my my interest in a way and i i, I mean i think we, we we underestimate you know how 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 impactful impressions can be like not, not just first impressions but like your last impression yeah like your last no, impression I... of an artist is not super positive it's uh you know, and kind of just to quickly squeak squeak this take in. This is another one I had written down. I would so much rather wait longer for an album than you know have an artist try to tie me over with an EP. And and to that mm. extent, I would rather wait longer for one great album than multiple good albums. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, I think of I mean King Gizzard. Like I really got into them at the start of that you know five album run, and by the end, I was you know I've just kind of slowly lost interest because of. Just it's way too much. It's way oversaturated. Um, you know, I know some artists. It's, are, it's are, like every year for them now too. Yeah, and I know some artists are like bursting at the seams with you know creative juice, and they just can't contain themselves. Blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, I think an, a great example of this was uh, Gorkas. Like they released Colored Sands, you know, Reunited. You know, one of my favorite death metal albums really ever. And then yeah, you know, fucking great album. Yeah, and then a few years later, they I think they try to ride the creativity and release the, like a thirty one long 30 minute song called Platy's Dust and it was fine like, it, it, was, it was it was a few years after it but it wasn't like they were like immediately being like fuck it let's go for it yeah but in, in, in the scope of, of like their hiatus it was uh you know it was it was pretty you know definitely it was a 
it felt like they were feeling themselves and wanted to release something. And I, I really wish, you know, we were still waiting on a new, you know, I, I wish we were still waiting on a new full, um, uh, record and like we had full length album. Yeah, 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 full length album. And not not that I won't check it out now, but I remember just I just felt let down. I was like, man, Color Sands was great, and this new one is uh, eh. <laughs> it's it's kind of just okay. So yeah, yeah, no, I I I get that. You know, like that that's how I feel about Zorn's output. And I mean, you know, like his output for like the last decade basically has been like meh you know like Mm -hmm. some of it has been really good but most of it has just been eh like kind of the same thing again and again and again um kind of a shame because i mean he works really hard (laughs) you know but i mean basically what, what you're talking about is like I think the like maybe the biggest problem with the modern video game industry, <laughs> like in a nutshell, I mean, it, it, like aside from all the sexual harassment and crunch time things, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like like the, the, this this uh, need to kind of make quota uh, and you know to make things by a certain deadline when you you know fans would be much happier, and they voiced this publicly before of just taking your time with things you know taking your time making sure it's good you know making sure you've ironed out all the bugs you know and then put it out <laughs> so yeah exactly i, I just feel like I, just feel, I would much rather quality over quantity, over quantity. I, I mean i mean that's and and i think it that's kind of where i'm at with uh um converge in a way like i i I just i I wonder like i'm kind of concerned now how this and maybe this is just me griping it's maybe not super related but like i think that they're really into this whole new post metal sound which they think they're good at doing Um, (laughs) but anyway i wonder how that's going to impact the frequency of like their actual like the music you know that they they're good at doing and they've done they've done for so long and like are they going to are they going to, like, do, you know, they used to have, like, a really nice clip between releases. Are they going to extend that, you know, to, like, try to release a, a quote-unquote normal Converge album than a post-metal album? Like, I just feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do, do you think it's it's that they think that they're good at it? Or do you think that maybe they feel that their calling is, you know, taking the, like, sort of their music, like, they, they feel a different strain of music calling to them as opposed to what they've done for, like, the last, you know, 20, 30 years? Uh, I I mean I I like we we I I'm just saying that like we we don't really know, like, even though it, it does kind of feel like they they kind of want to go in that direction, especially with the uh, the Blood Moon, um, album and yeah I mean considering that that that, that that's Blood Moon one, um, yeah know. that's <laughs> and, and this is uh this is a, a a bit of a tangent but I I mean I think it's related in that you know. I think basically more music isn't always good music. Like I, I think that, mm. you know, I'm just, I'm hoping like I, I felt like Converge was like the pinnacle of just like a p- perfect cadence between records. They hadn't disappointed me yet. And now hopefully they don't fall into the trap where it's, I mean, I think King Gizzard was the, 
Like, it, it felt like they were just trying to do something different. They were just like, oh, like, you know, let's release a boogie rock record with <laughs> a song called Fishing for Fishies. Great. Sign me up. Like, it just, it felt like they were being, you know, <laughs> they, they just were like, they just liked writing, they like writing music and releasing music so much. It's not a matter of like, you know, does this actually sound good or should, you know, should we maybe even having a side project like, like, like if, if yeah. they converged Chelsea Wolf and, and, you know, uh, you know, Brodsky, whatever, let's say they formed, you know, quote unquote, a new band and named it, you know, maybe, maybe the name of that band was Blood Moon. Like, I don't think I would care as much, but the fact that it's like, it was billed as a converge release, you know, I think that's where I got this point we're, we're kind of, I'm getting, I'm, I do, I, yeah, do no, I, mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying. You know, I, I, I think that there's, you know, I, I sometimes wonder uh, whether the issue with that isn't necessarily that they're trying to, um, you know, do something different and we don't like it as much as it is maybe like sort of like, I guess it's tough to describe it sort of like a um, sort of like the instant, like sort of the institutions of thought that we've developed around music consumption are, are kind of to blame in a way that like you know be, be, because you know it's it's not it's almost like it, it's not about um artists being able to kind of like follow what you know uh, you know interests them as much as it is trying to like sell copies and you know kind of make a livelihood like it's it, it feels like it's almost more of like a capitalist problem <laughs> in a way which is like the second time I bring this up so I mean I I, I guess read my manifesto at uh <laughs> at my website <laughs> Like, follow my Twitter for angry tweets for for angry political tweets against capitalism. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I I I I, I the, like all this to say it's like I, I I think about this problem a lot too, you know, and I just don't really know if there's any like set answer or you know set reason for things being what they are mm-hmm. or like the reasons why. But yeah, um, I mean. I have one more, and this is probably the one uh, unpopular opinion that I feel like could actually work as an unpopular opinion for me. Um, it's that uh, I think American punk is better than British punk. Mm. Like, and I, and I mean, I, I also wrote like conversely that I think electric, like British electronic music, is better than American. There you go. Um, you know, so kind of like being fair to both sides yeah. in a way, but. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking of America because I'm like, you know, I, I think about like a band like Crass or, uh, you know, uh, what, what was, uh, what, what, what's the one, um, Punk's Not Dead, that whole, that band. I, I can't remember the, uh, the name of the band now. Um, but I, I will think of it, <laughs> but yeah, like Sex Pistols, The Clash, Crass, uh, you know, a lot of these bands, like I, I just... I just straight up don't give a shit. Um, you know, I, I, I just do not think they're that good. Whereas, like, a lot of American punk, I just feel like vibes so much more with me. But but even within American punk, I feel like DC is better than LA. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I... I don't know. Like, I don't know if I've had this specific thought, but I'm thinking now, like, all my favorite hardcore punk bands are American. So, I guess by default, I agree with you, just because by... I mean, your listening habits kind of dictate the true, you know, they kind of dictate how you actually feel. Like, I, I think that's, 
That's interesting, though, because... I, I feel like those distinctions have kind of become blurred over time, in a way. Like, just because I, mm. I don't think of any one art, like, artist specifically, you know, of any nationality, just because it's so easy to... You know, you know, mind you, I, I don't think it's it's because of their nationality. I think it's just because, you know, like at the time and place, you know, you have these different cultures that are evolving differently. Um, you know, and I, I mean, obviously, like, I think they can be, you know, influenced by their like that by their nationality. But I don't think that's like I, I, I like my opinion isn't contingent on it. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, I, I don't I don't like. You know, it's the yeah. exploited, by the way. You know, oh. like it's it, it, it's like I I don't like the exploited because they're British. It's more like no no I I don't I don't like the exploited because it's just like not as good punk in my mind. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think I, I more meant that is, you know, I think that's why I've you know I haven't really thought of it like that just because of the way I approach. But I, I totally, I totally get what you're. I totally get what you're. What you're you're saying because i mean again I, I think of my favorite um you know my favorite hardcore punk i'd have to think a little bit harder about electronic music but i think uh is it uh, is british yeah um I mean, yeah, like actually, basically the entire warp record label is yeah you know, well british. i guess that that kind of but speaks, but, but yeah. that's not the, i was even thinking of just like how like you know we, we have like american has like detroit techno and like you know things like that that are considered pretty like influential but like you know I don't know, like, like, you know, the Britain, like, Britain in the 90s had, like, you know, fucking Prodigy and shit, mm -hmm. you know, like, they, they had some amazing, like, big beat groups, a lot of, like, a lot of cool, like, developments, you know, like, drum and bass and just, like, dance music in general just, like, really exploded in a way that I don't think it it just could in in America, you know, and, and like, that's not even talking about, like, something like Grime, which is, like, I, I think is awesome, you know, I, I, I think it's such a cool fusion of styles mm -hmm. i don't know and I, you know the, there are definitely some american um electronic acts that i really like i mean like i but that i really like but i think of it more in, as like like very early electronic stuff you know like something like morton sabotnik you know mm -hmm. where it's like you know it, it's it's like the first electronic music almost <laughs> but yeah anyway anyway no okay. I, I i like that that's a good hot take I feel like that's more like a traditional hot take. Like yeah. Other hot takes were, were much more... Cons they were like... A, they were like uh, uh, what should I say? Uh, um, they, they, they were almost more like metaphysical hot takes. Yeah. They were uh, yeah. they were uh, positions of an elevated temperature. Whereas... You, you know, like, like the, the, yeah, I, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, 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 they definitely had a more philosophical bent to it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is why I'm glad I saved my final hot take for the end because this All is right. a more of a true hot take um and i wrote it the rest of these i wrote in you know kind of more like you said philosophical position format this i wrote in a hot take fashion nobody actually likes dope smoker um <laughs> and i, 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 I excuse i i actually disagree but <laughs> i i just and i think this is more speaking broader to stone and metal um i i just have always felt like if it wasn't positioned the way it was positioned you know to speak more broadly and the fact that it was you know basically a, a, a you know first battle hall of you know weed hall of fame kind of record from the from the get-go um but i think a lot of times that's 
I, I feel like with the stoner metal that that's yeah, it, it's a prevalent issue where it's it's all, all about. But yeah, I, like, I, I if, if, like... you're, if you're a stoner band, like it's like okay, it's Black Sabbath, it's Sleep, it's uh, it fucking um, Electric Wizard, maybe High on Fire. I just, yeah, know? I just feel like there are better iterations. Like it's you know the the one long song thing. I just really don't think it lends itself to an already repetitious style. And mm. I again, you know, I came in hot because it's it's a hot take. But I, I mean, obviously, people like Dope Smoker. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's the worst metal record that you know. Is, I don't think it's the worst acclaimed metal record by a, a mile. But I, I, I just look. It, it, it definitely has like you know. I I think it's it, it's kind of like um it's like the metal equivalent of like Bob Marley in a way that it's just like it's no it like it really doesn't deserve like all of the extreme hype it gets but like it's by no means undeserving i think it's just like i i i think that it's 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 kind of like it, it's just overhyped yeah exactly i think you know when i was really trying to get into the big classic metal albums uh listening to that one was that was the first one where i was like really like I, I it yeah. just it just felt like when I would talk to like friends about it, they would like they would always comment like, Oh yeah, like you know, four twenty minutes like they would just talk about it through that well, lens and not necessarily like I just feel like there are better there are better stories. That's stone. why I that that's kind of what why I use Bob Marley as a as an, as a yeah. reference because like I, I think it's like people like the like the image like sort of the iconography of Bob Marley as opposed to like his actual music yeah uh, and I think it's the same thing with Doe Smoker that it's just like you have like this science fiction you know concept storyline this hour long album about these fucking like weed race of like you know i don't know marijuana creatures or something mm-hmm. and it's like you know like of, of course you know a bunch of stoners who are like you know 16 and 17 are gonna be like all over that shit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like and mind you like like i i like it but it's definitely not something that i would want to put on all the time mm-hmm. like it's 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 a very it's like a once a year album maybe for me yeah like, it, it, like I, I, I think it's enjoyable, but it's it's a different sort of enjoyable. Like it's not like traditional. Like you know, you just like draw. You know, you you put it on and just drop into it in a way. Like and you just it, it, it's like instant pleasure. It's more like it, it feels like it's it's very. I mean, it's very monotonous and very thudding and plotting in a way. But like, I I feel like it it uses. I think I think it kind of like builds up after a while. I think there are some interesting moments. Uh, which is, I mean, I, I think it's just funny coming from me of all people that I like this album. Yeah, I was, I, I'm because I think I remembered us talking about this at some point, but I, I didn't know that you enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. But I guess it's not a hot take if you don't piss someone off. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I can't say I'm really pissed off because I mean, look, I, I totally get why somebody wouldn't like it. You know, I'm not gonna like, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's like listening to like Trout Mask Replica, like. I, I, maybe it's a little different because, like, I mean, I, I would not listen to that album every day, and I would not listen to, like, Dope Smoker every day, you know? But I, I, I think in, like, little doses, I think they're really nice. So Yeah, for sure. Um, I... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think it just, just that whole vibe. Um, especially... Maybe, maybe they're not the word. Like I think of you know bands like Bongzilla or whatever, or, or like <laughs> yeah. like Cannabis Corpse. Cannabis um, Corpse, yeah. Uh, but like on the flip side, you know, not just about weed, but uh, I, I made sure to look it up so I um, 
I had it right, but there was a, uh, a band called uh, Trappist that came out in 2018, like as in tra- Trappist Monks. Yeah, like the Trappist Monks, yeah. Um, and they released a one-off album called Ancient Brewing Tactics, and it's a bunch, of, basically it's like Cannabis Corpse, it's like a hardcore punk band, it's Cannabis Corpse except with beer. Like in terms of like everything, you know, they use a lot of beer puns. Oh, and okay, I I I get it now. That, yeah. that, that's funny. And yeah. and like I, um, I don't know. I like beer, so I relate to that. So like, I feel like that kind of makes me hypocritical. Like if I was super into weed, I might, you know, you know, I I might I might quote unquote get it more because I'm I'm not into weed. I kind of think it's a little dumb but oh i mean here's the thing is like i am as far not into weed as you can get like i i just i i've never smoked weed i just and and i find like the whole stoner culture to be pretty stupid but i also find it to be really funny at the same time (laughs) like and i don't know like i enjoy it like i enjoy dope smoker but it's not from like uh i i i i guess you know maybe what you're kind of making the point is more like it's it's more of like the difference between somebody you know vibing with a lifestyle or like an aesthetic and vibing with the actual music mm-hmm. um and yeah i like that, that that's definitely a um it's definitely a gray area for sure <laughs> or or a green area a green area <laughs> uh, yeah well on that hilarious note we're gonna we're gonna move to i think we're gonna move to albums of the week yeah yeah and you already have one loaded in the chamber so uh, i do yeah, gonna pull that trigger. Um, yeah, I had the song of the car earlier, and it, as I hinted to, it's a band that uh, has kind of fallen from grace over the last—I mean, basically the last decade. But um, yeah, uh, the it's the first Mastodon album, uh, Remission. Um, I was I was looking for stuff to play in the car, and uh, you know, I just just chose randomly, and I just like, oh fuck, it's been a while since I put on Remission. It's, it's probably like. I've probably spent the least amount of time with that Mastodon album, like out of like the first four, um, and like, you know, I I think there's a reason because it, you know it's it's very rough around the edges, like production wise, but like, it's still pretty awesome in its own right. I mean, like you know, like even it's like some of the deeper cuts, like you know, March of the Fire Ants is like kind of like the standout mm-hmm. of that album for me, but like. You know, even something like Old Nessie is like yeah, that's pretty great. awesome. And I, yeah. I always, I mean, this is a standout too, but uh, uh, Crusher Destroyer, because that was in, yeah. uh, it was in, I think Tony Hawk Underground. Man, that's a great, oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Um, and it makes total sense what you were saying earlier that your pick was a band who's been kind of, kind of mad for for a while now. Right? Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. It's, it's weird yeah. thinking how long it's been because I mean, Crack the Sky came out in what like twenty eleven. 2010 actually yeah because yeah, in terms so of like it, so basically it, it's been over a decade since Mastodon has put out an album that like has been like universally acclaimed yeah that's what i was gonna say is that i think i mean obviously there are people who you know i think we both prefer the kind of prog sludge yeah, like, you know so yeah pr- prog sludge sludgy prog yeah so there you know there are people who i think would probably appreciate you know, like, so sludgy prog like yes like yeah. you know just tripping through the mud <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there, there are people who like their you know their earlier like call the mastodon and you're know, kind of the, the pure sludge I, i've actually um, never listened to call the mastodon that's good yeah yeah i mean it's it's yeah I, i've heard really good things i just i just have never gotten around to listen to it yeah i'm only a little tepid just because i i really do prefer their you know i do prefer their sludge or their uh their kind of more 
proggy melodic elements. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think people have come around a little bit. Uh, I know the hunter was really polarizing, and uh, I think Emperor like they released one or two albums in between. So it was the hunter uh, once, once more around the sun. Then oh, Emperor. Then, uh, yeah. So it was only one. Yeah. And once more, probably once more around the sun is where was their least liked album because people started coming around on Emperor of Sand uh, which I don't I mean I, I don't think any of those albums are terrible but I definitely think they've lost me but yeah I mean I um, I mean even, even though it's not my uh, even though I think they were fun, like I'll say it like this they definitely refined their sound but I think that it was an amazing bass I mean it's a great great debut um, mm. from them so. Yeah, it's I I I I love it. I mean, I love those first four albums. Like you know, I I you know, it it sucks that you know, the Hunter and Onwards have been kind of you know kind of like a shrug, but like those first four are just so good that I don't give a shit. Yeah, it, 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 exactly, and that kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier. Where in the short term, I think people kind of like people might roll their eyes at Mastodon just because. You know they've been on a streak where it's like yeah they haven't released anything good for a while but i think in the long run you know in terms of their you know long-term reputation like those first four are pretty untouchable in yeah terms of i their... mean th- there are a few metal albums that i know like that i've listened to as much as those um yeah i mean, I, I really dig those but anyway what have uh what have you got for uh today's album of the week um so uh, uh it's kind of a like a sad path I took to listening to, or like to picking this album, uh, but unfortunately, it was a well-known NFL reporter for ESPN uh, passed away over the weekend, uh, and I was you know there was kind of retrospectives about him and whatnot, and it was interesting to learn about him. Uh, he was a very famous you know sports center like ESPN's you know yeah. Hallmark whatever. He was in a famous commercial where like I guess it, it makes sense looking at pictures of him. Uh, when he was on screen, just like the way his hair looked, it looked like he had a ponytail. And so he, you know, was, the the commercial was where he was on camera. And after he was done, he like let out a fake ponytail. And he was wearing a cut off sleeve metal band shirt. And he went on his, <laughs> he jumped on his, his bed and like his whole, like he's a very straight laced guy. Like, his whole room was covered in, like, metal posters and stuff. It was just kind of funny, like, the dichotomy. Only yeah. to find out that he actually genuinely was a huge metal fan. Specifically, his favorite band was this band. And that's why, in his honor, I listened to uh, Slayer, Seasons in the Abyss. Ah, okay. um, haven't listened to that album in a while, and... Um, I don't know, I, I, I just... I feel like that's another case where they just kind of like the latter half of their career just really does actually pretty much right right after Season of the Abyss, um, the albums See, after I, that. I would include Season of Seasons of the Abyss in that. Oh really? Uh, I I really dislike it. Um, oh. Honestly, like like I I think the title track is is amazing, uh, but like I just think most of it is just really repetitive and and just really annoying like and you know i don't know just kind of lazily written like De- dead skin mask is just such a like a lazy song in my my eyes like i don't know i it, it 
you know, it's, it's one of those albums that I wanted to like for a long time, but I mean, and I owned for a long time, but I just, I just did not vibe with it. But, well, <laughs> I know. So, so, I, I know we're, we're just, we're just getting all over each other about metal yeah. today. Um, yeah. yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I. 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 know how to like. I know how to end these things pretty badly. <laughs> no, that, that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I have this in Rain and Blood. Definitely want to buy South Heaven at some point. Uh, I've listened to Hell Awaits a ton, but I. I do enjoy it. Um, I think what's what's the other ones like something in the in the, oh, uh, haunting the chapel. Um, oh wait, wait, but but there's also Hell Awaits too. Yeah, and then oh, uh, uh, Show No Mercy is the is the. Oh yeah, the, oh, yeah. oh wait, you, yeah, you already said Hell Awaits. Yeah. yeah, but I I was thinking yeah I was thinking Hell Awaits, but then yeah Show No Mercy yeah. Yeah, but they they had a really really good run. I think uh, even when I was kind of uh, I mean I don't know if it's that surprising because they of the big four I think they're pretty safely the. Uh, they, I, think pretty... I, I think they're probably the only actual thrash metal band in the big four. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're definitely the most, you know, for whatever, not that this like means a lot necessarily, but they're definitely the most extreme, quote-unquote. Yeah. Not that that's like a like a, a prize or whatever, but they, like... <laughs> it, they, you, well, you know, you, you have to wonder sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they definitely... Um, like I think Anthrox, Anthrox, Anthrax is a little bit more on the, <laughs> on the the punk side. Yeah, I, I, Anthrox and Maturica. Yeah, Anthrax is a little bit more on the punk side. Uh, Metallica, Megadeth, I think a little bit more on like the heavy metal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think you're right that they really are probably the most, you know, through and through thrash band of the of the big four. Um, which actually that was one of our earlier hot takes. Yes, was, um, I think it was just. It, it was it was you talking about how the big four was um was kind of like a, uh, like it, it it kind of overshadowed a lot of other really great thrash bands. Yeah, because there there are four of, four of the most successful, you know, quote unquote extreme metal bands of their time, and they just you know they, um, you know they, grouped themselves together because I think it was only like a couple shows in California. Like it's, it's interesting. I, I thought they did a whole European tour. They might have. I mean, maybe it, that's why it, did, it doesn't register for me because I don't. Uh, you know, obviously, I didn't see it come through. Um, I, I want to look that up because that's. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I think we'll, they did. We'll, we'll have to do it uh, after, after this episode's over. But. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. The, the, you're right. They. Uh, um. They did some European shows. I thought it was in Cal. Maybe they reunited for a California. Um, yeah, that, that that probably that sounds right. But in any case, oh yeah, you're right. So they did Poland, Switzerland, Czech, Bulgaria, like the but, and then yeah, and then they did one show in. So they really only did a handful of shows, and it's funny how since then they have become that that just they they just created this. They just decided. Oh no, it, th- th- that existed before that tour. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's maybe maybe that just helps cement it. Like they yeah, were like, All it, right, it definitely well, cemented it. Let's just. Uh, I, I wonder why the other, like they definitely if they announced like a big four of death metal, um, tour. I mean that would, geez, that would be, 
that would do great. Um, I don't know if you yeah. could really do a big four black metal because I think most of them are like <laughs> dead or not interested in black metal anymore. Or or, or just like or just like not yeah pr- problematic people. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I mean, maybe you could do Emperor, but like I think you know Isan's kind of doing his own thing now. Yeah. I don't know what the other members are doing. Same thing um, with Immortal, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, and, and nobody wants to pay to see Varg live, so. Yeah, exactly. I think the only band, yeah, the only band, I think Mayhem is the only like active band I would consider for the Big Four that's like still, like they're they're, they're touring right now, like their own. I think the rest of the bands you might include are broken up. Like it would have to be a special thing. Whereas, any, yeah. you know, like Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, and... Uh, I mean, is Slayer. Slayer's not around anymore, but... But yeah, yeah. but at, at, the, at the time, they were all, like, active touring bands. Whereas, yeah. if you try to do a big four black metal, you'd have to, like, physically, re- or, like, spiritually resurrect people, or, you know... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if Varg's still on house arrest, but... Uh, no, he's... no, I, I think he's, he's, uh, he's living in France right now, if I remember right. Great. That's and uh, I I don't don't ask me why I'm, I I'm not keeping tags uh like tabs on uh on Varg I just happen to know that so yeah. you 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 have, you have a uh RSS feed about yeah. Varg's whereabouts I, I I follow him on Twitter <laughs> you know like like the, the same Twitter that I I tweet about capitalism in <laughs> so <laughs> as, as we've established in the uh in the Seishura universe <laughs> the Seishura <laughs> cinematic universe oh man. um. Okay, I, I, we, we, we need to, we need to put this to an end. Yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of, as I often say, we're, we don't even know where the rails are at this point. We're yeah. just kind of meandering around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening in this giant episode, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye.